What's up, what's up, what's up? Episode 83 of the Rolling and Rambling podcast with Steve Bertrand. Uh, in case you're wondering, and you've never listened to the podcast before, I'm Steve Bertrand. It's me. And I haven't done the whole intro of who I am uh, for a long time because I... Uh, just typically think that the same people that listen to my podcast are listening to all the time, which I do appreciate all of you. But I am Steve Bertrand, 38, going to be 39 in June, and I have cerebral palsy. I live on my own. I use a manual wheelchair to get around, which is news today because I just got a new manual wheelchair that I actually picked the same color because I liked it. It's virtually the same, and I uh, just tweaked a couple different things on it. Uh, and it's hopefully in the long term going to be a little bit better than the last one. So, if you listened to the last episode, I was pretty choked about the fact that I didn't listen to myself in terms of um, n knowing something that I wasn't comfortable with. Like, I ended up, uh, I ended up clicking a link for like a watch a movie for free website from a buddy. And um, it ended up just uh, screwing with my uh, my browser cookies and, and just kept giving these stupid notifications. Uh, it ended up being a spam website that tries to get you to buy Norton and McAfee. Makes you try to think that you have a virus. I am a little bit smarter than that, but still it was half an hour to 45 minutes of stress. And then I also worried a little bit about it more than I needed to, so I basically didn't sleep very well that night, and I started to waste 45 minutes of my night stressing about fixing my computer, and which I did, but that was all because I didn't listen to myself, and I broke a rule that I had had for myself, and this was long before the Peterson stuff. It's not just Jordan Peterson, but a lot of people talk about keeping promises to yourself. Don't break promises to yourself. I, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to or whether it was a video. Some Oh, it must have been Ed Milet. That's what it was. I haven't listened to his podcast in a while. i got to get on that. He's a pretty cool dude. Uh, Ed Milet had somebody on his podcast that helped people lose weight. And one of their stories was that they had somebody that had been like a shining star in their program, lost weight, kept the weight off, did all the things they needed to do for a long time. And then they ended up putting the weight back on eventually. And that person, whoever this was, can remember the specific time when he went to the store to get a it was summer, so he went to go get a Diet Pop, and he figured, you know what? I kind of want a regular pop with all the sugar and all that stuff, you know. I can I can have a cheat day, you know, no big deal. But at the same time, apparently this person knew that it was a bad move to get the regular pop as opposed to the Diet Pop. And anyway, fell off the rails, ended up gaining a bunch of the weight back. I think he ended up having to lose it again. I'd have to listen to the story again if I can find it. Um, but the point was the way that 
he described it to the fitness trainer that then described it to Ed Milet was that he could track his weight gain and falling off the wagon, so to speak, to that one specific moment, that broken promise to himself, the fact that he knew he shouldn't have done it and he did it. Now, I'm not saying clicking on a link for my computer is as grandiose as probably gaining back hundreds of pounds. But it is the same, right? Like, I'm looking at balance for my life. I'm looking at trying to be more productive. I'm looking at trying to do all these things because ultimately, my North Star, like we've talked about before, is the idea of owning something for myself. So I need a better job that pays well consistently, and I need a down payment. So I got to get some side hustle stuff going, some specific side hustle stuff. I've finished the book, which I have been working on. Thank you very much. Uh, I've touched in a couple days, but I need to get on that. Uh, one of the job positions that I applied for actually emailed me back today and said they just closed the competition I had applied for a few months back. And so like it's just not there anymore, which I thought was kind of interesting. And so, you know, all of this stuff, the way that I'm looking at it now, and this is part of the reframing that I talked about, I think last episode or a couple ago, or it's kind of all runs together for me because it's my thoughts. But it's all setting me up for the things that I want. And you have to be fairly self-aware to be able to figure that out. So you have to be self-aware enough to, to know that breaking a promise to yourself is going to take you away from your goal. And you have to be okay with that, which I obviously was not. Right, And then you also have to have that awareness to be able to keep promises to yourself in order to achieve the goal that you want. It was funny, I was talking to Jordan, my buddy who I talk about on this podcast quite a bit, who currently at this moment in time, I'm sure is taking out his garbage as he's listening to this podcast. But he mentioned that one thing that I say quite a bit with these episodes is that I never intended the podcast to be this. I never intended it to be motivational. I never intended it to be self-helpy. I never sort of like that. That's, that's the indication. Cause he said, he mentioned that I always say I never meant it to be this or that. And I specifically know about saying that because I wanted it originally to be a little bit more fun. Um, and not that I don't think this is fun because this is what I do, but I just, I always thought somebody like a Bill Burr or a Theo Vaughn, I like their podcasts a lot more. I like podcasts like with Kevin Smith uh, and, you know, there's a few other podcasts out there that seem to have a little bit more fun than I do. And, and granted, it's, it's not as fun when I'm not talking to a, like a guest. But again, if you think about it, Especially, and I go back to Bill Byrne, he's not everybody's cup of tea as far as comedy, and uh, Theo Vaughn, they both don't have guests very often, or at least Bill Burr barely ever has guests. Theo Vaughn has guests fairly, you know, on a on a what somewhat of a regular basis from what I can tell, but there are times that he goes solo for an hour and a half, and, and I know going that long in an episode is not a problem for me. Whether I have a guest for an hour and a half or you want me to talk for an hour and a half on a topic, I totally could. But... I always wanted this podcast to be a little bit more fun than it had been. 
And then here is the kick in the teeth that I figured out as I'm saying that out loud right now. One of the things I have definitely noticed recently is that I tend to only enjoy a lot of stuff after the fact. I think about how great an experience was. I think about how fun a trip was after the fact. I think about I'm so glad that I had this experience. I'm so glad I got fired from that job. I'm so glad I got volunteered this job. I'm so glad I did all these things after the fact. And I realized, again, I had to check myself today because the brain is very tricky. The brain doesn't want you to actually do anything that might harm its 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 ability to survive. The brain is meant for you not to get eaten by some saber-toothed tiger or a dinosaur or something like that. You know, it's 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 meant to, to we're hunter-gatherers. It's meant to not have us be killed, so it's always trying to keep us away from danger. So what it hides from me over the last couple of days when I was having some crap go on was the fact that that gentleman that emailed me that I've mentioned previously on a podcast episode he wishes so much that he could do what I do and he can't talk he's 27 and he eats through a tube and he can barely move I actually didn't get an answer back on how he types and all those different things because I just met him through email he found me on a YouTube video that I put out a little while back and essentially you know we want to talk about you know, if you listen to me and you talk about, I talk about some of my struggles in comparison to an able-bodied person's struggles or to somebody else's struggles, you can seem like you're whining or that it's not appropriate for you to feel the way that you feel. And I want to be clear that that's not what I'm trying to do with you. That's everyone's feelings should be validated, and, and your struggle is your struggle compared to the other things that you have going on in your life. So just because I have a more difficult life being physically disabled than, say, an able-bodied person, that doesn't mean that my problems are more important than theirs or that I'm suffering more than yours. If we're comparing apples to apples, yes. But in essence, you're comparing apples to oranges. And even with this guy, I'm kind of comparing apples to oranges because my disability is not degenerative. And degenerative and degenerative? For Jesus, I can't speak today. It doesn't degenerate over time like other disabilities do. Like, uh, uh, go back and listen to the podcast, but this kid ended up at 13. His mom noticed that he couldn't walk that well. By the next year, he couldn't run anymore. By 23, he was eating out of a feeding tube. And by 27, he can't talk. Or it might have been around 23 that he was able to do that. So within like a decade... He went from running and being a normal kid to basically not being able to do anything for himself. And he wants my life. He wants to be Steve Bertrand. He said that. So how am I supposed to then get up in the in the morning and then be like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. This life sucks. I wish I had a girlfriend. I wish my girlfriend didn't leave me. I wish my car was faster. I wish I had my own house. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish I had this. Somebody wants to be me. Well, there's other people out there that I want to be. And I'm sure there's people that you idolize that you want to be. So it's all relative based on our experience. But for me, the self-awareness aspect of things means knowing that this gentleman is out there wanting to be me given his current circumstance. 
how do I not go through life with the same gratitude that he would have if he had my life? And that's, that's easy to say when I'm thinking about it. It is not easy to do in practice. And I don't want to, I don't want to discount my own feelings and the own struggles that I go through because I think that's something that I've really become hyper aware of lately is that I tend to brush off my own struggles and give it some sort of crap excuse like, oh, it's because I didn't go to bed on time or it's because I did this or it's because I had a banana instead of a piece of bread or like I'm using that as a comparison because it's a stupid comparison. The, the idea is that I always have an excuse on why I don't do better. And yes, the whole getting up, getting dressed, putting the, putting the shoes on, making the bed, all that stuff does help. It's a hundred percent helps and it helps with anybody and it helps from wherever you are. Like it, it obviously you can't say, well, you know, if you're homeless, you know, just make your bed and make sure your clothes are straight because there's other issues. But the idea is there are basic things that everyone can generally do given some outliers and some different experiences that people have. And I'm not judging that. I'm just saying most people in their life, if you look at a certain thing that you want to get done in your life, there are things that you can do better. Like I've, I've struggled with weight loss back and forth for a little while. There are bigger people out there than me. There are skinnier people out there than me. I currently know somebody who's a friend of mine on Instagram who's on a 16-week sort of extreme diet and exercise plan, and he's lost 32 pounds in five weeks. So it can be done depending on a bunch of different things. I'm a slow and steady kind of guy because I want to build better habits over time. So the weight loss that I go through, I think I fluctuate a little bit more than I want to. But again, I can't weigh myself on a regular basis. I'm not checking my weight every week. I'm guessing on clothes size. I'm using functionality like bending over and touching my toes, tying my shoes, putting my pants on, getting in and out of the shower, getting in and out of the, getting in and out of the car, all of those things. And for me, understanding and awareness helps with all those things. It's funny, I often think about whether I would be this self-aware if I wasn't in a wheelchair. So give me a pause while I take a sip of tea. I'm getting a little parched because I was on a roll there. Two seconds. So I'm back after my wonderful cup of tea. And the reason, not that you're going to know because in the construct of me just being away for a sec, it's going to just seem like a pause. But... I blew my nose because I, I listened to a little bit of the podcast and felt that I was sounding a little more nasally than I liked. Um, so I got rid of that. Um, it gets a little dry in my house and all those things. But anyway, whining, yada, yada, yada. But I found the podcast episode and I, I listened to that piece that I was just talking about, a little bit of it. And it's it's... I don't know what the number of episode it is, but if anybody cares, it's Ed Milet, uh, and it was from June 2019, and it was How to Build Self-Confidence and Self-Belief with Chris Powell and Heidi Powell, and they basically talk about power promises. They help people sort of lose weight and do all this stuff, and they've helped people lose 100 and 200 pounds, and they've, they've had 50% of their people gain a significant chunk of their weight back. They said there's only been a few people that have 
gained it all back, but they can always track it back to a, a promise they broke from, for themselves. And they said, so it's all similar stuff. I think that's why I always find it funny that, that, you know, I get on kicks every once in a while where it's, it's, you know, Jordan Peterson and then it's the book mindset with Carol Dweck. And then it's the Ed Milet show, uh, his podcast and his videos. And then it'll be Tony Robbins again. And then it'll be Think and Grow Rich and it'll be Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar. I'll go in this cycle of, of, listening to the same stuff or getting similar lessons out of different things. And I find it interesting that that it all depends on how it resonates with somebody, how they decide that this is something that they want to do for themselves, right? It. So for me, here's another example, because something I almost forgot about breaking a promise to myself. In October last October 2019, I had really bad staph infection. I got athlete's foot, and then I ended up having a treatment from a Japanese fellow from Aikido. And I ended up, I believe that was one of the reasons why I got staph infection, because my toes were already full of athlete's foot, and they were kind of broken open a little bit, maybe a little bit. Um, the skin might have been broken in small places to get the infection inside. Basically, staph that's on your skin goes inside your body, creates a bit of an infection. Foot blew up. It took antibiotics, needles, pills for a consistent amount of time, rest in my feet, and the swelling never really went away that well. But here's the funny story. I can't wear regular socks anymore on a regular basis because they basically, like, almost choke my foot, and then it makes my feet uh, swell. But if I put my shoes on in the morning, I'm fine. I walk and move around and do stuff. And by the end of the night, my feet are a little bit puffy, but nothing major. And they're always back to normal by the morning. However, and I know this, if I do not put my shoes on in the morning because I want to get going and I want to get to the desk, and then I leave it and leave it and leave it, and I get to about 11 o'clock, noon, 2 o'clock, something like that, and I don't have shoes on yet, it's over. Basically... Unless I go put my feet up or I think I tried it for about 20 minutes and it didn't seem to work. But I couldn't get my shoes on tonight when I went to go get Vietnamese. I ended up having to wear long enough pants and I covered my feet with my pants because my feet were so swelled that I couldn't get them into my shoes. And I already wear a size, maybe a size and a half bigger than I need to because I have trouble putting shoes on. Think about that. So let's just say it's a f full size and a half bigger. Even if it's called a full size. It's a full size bigger than the shoe that I should be wearing because of the size of my foot. And if my foot swells from me not wearing shoes, I, I can't get my shoe on. That's a small promise to myself that I broke. That's a something that I can do for myself on a regular basis that doesn't take anything. It's just getting ready in the morning and putting your damn shoes on instead of being lazy and putting, just getting in the chair and, and getting going. I don't actually have any more productivity. I just feel like, oh, I'm here earlier, but all it is is I'm here earlier because I cut out the stuff that I need to do in the morning. I still haven't eaten breakfast. I still haven't done any of the other stuff. So I might as well just be earlier and do all the stuff and still be at my desk on time rather than trying to cut corners. And it's because I didn't sleep well. And here's another thought that I came up with is 
one of the reasons I didn't sleep well was because I, I, I had just a really sort of poor sleep. The CPAP machine kind of kept getting knocked off. Different things happened. But what I realized is I gave myself, based on my, like, when I get my alarm set and all that stuff, I kind of gave myself a window of about 7.45, 8 hours, maybe 8.15 at the most, to sleep. And I've talked to you guys about this on previous podcast episodes, that I need, like, 9 hours of sleep. And I didn't give me that room to get nine hours. If I give myself nine hours of space to have sleep and I only need eight, that's fine. But if I give myself eight hours and I just take the full eight hours, I'm, I might be good if everything goes well. So I need to just give myself more space to have more sleep because if I give myself, say, nine and a half, ten hours of room, so from 11 to 7, if I only sleep eight hours in that 10 hours, that's still better, right? But last night, what I ended up doing was sleeping like six and a half in like a seven and three quarter hour spent. It's just another broken promise to myself. And guess what happened? Everything else got screwed. I also think that's part of the reason why the feet went more nuts than they usually did. I know my stomach went a bit nuts and I was dehydrated and, and all in a fog. I was tired all day. I know all this stuff and it's all broken promises to myself. So it, it becomes this idea that I need reminders on how to be better. And in whatever that work, whatever that is for you, I have my exercise equipment right in front of me if it's exercising. And I have to remember that young guy on the email that wants to be me. It takes me out of a bad headspace fairly quick as soon as I remember but it's about putting stuff in front of you to remember that. I hope that makes sense. This was a little bit of a um, a little bit of a runaround and a little bit of a loop-de-loo as far as what this episode was about. But I feel like I gave it yesterday and didn't record a podcast episode. And the night before I was a little bit pissy, which I think, honestly, looking back at it, it's probably a pretty entertaining episode. But... At the end of the day, because I'm a huge dork, I always find a lesson in what happened to me. But it is. It's important. Whatever you want to call it, just do things for yourself. You know what makes you feel better, and you know if you don't do the things, you're not going to win. So you don't have to do all that stuff every day. But again, if you do it two-thirds of the week, like I was talking about before, you know, 260 days out of 365 days, I'm going to have a pretty good year. So just remember that stuff. And also, you know, if you know something's going to be bad news, don't do it. We have intuition for a reason. Trust your intuition. The more you trust it, the more you build it, the better it'll get. Awesome. So it's been 83, episode 83, that is, of the Rolling Ramblin' podcast with Steve Bertrand. Peace.